Are you struggling to believe that there is a purpose for your life? That after all you've been through, seen or done, that there's a chance you'll ever find peace and wholeness again? Welcome to Love and Be Loved. This podcast explores what matters to us the most. Overcoming adversity, success stories on relationships with God, ourselves, and others. Now here is your host, Lena Sibula. I'm so glad for you to listen in today. It's my honor and privilege to introduce an amazing guest, Ashley Bryant. She's an innovator, leader, social entrepreneur, and advocate for children around the globe. She believes in the power of human spirit and the ability for anyone to thrive and achieve. Welcome, Ashley, to Love and Beloved podcast. Thank you so much for having me. It's a pleasure to be here with you. Oh, it's an honor and privilege for me. So please tell us a little bit about yourself and where is your journey begins. Yeah, absolutely. I'd love to. So my name is Ashley Bryant, and I am the CEO and co-founder of Three Strands Global Foundation. Um, and this journey for me of anti-trafficking work really began um, back in 2001. We have four children, my husband and I, uh, and our second um, is adopted. We were actually um, in China adopting our daughter, and there were 10 other families that were adopting their precious children as well. And while we were there, we had um, a woman who came up to us with um, probably about a seven-year-old speaking Mandarin and asking the group of us if we would um, actually buy her. And I remember, you know, I can't speak Mandarin and I didn't quite understand what was going on. I just saw the the real terror in the mom's eyes, but also the daughter's eyes or this young person, you know, his eyes and, and trying to reconcile in my heart, what was happening with the fact that we had just adopted our daughter. And this just, you know, I had read a lot about the one child policy in China and understood very well what that was looking like around the country. But um, anyway, so we went back to the hotel and the guy just said, you know, that just is something that happens. And she didn't have a term for it. Um, and she didn't have a definition, only that we were definitely shooken up about it. And she was as well. Um, and then if you fast forward, I've been an advocate for kids my whole life. Um, really, it's it's an important piece of my journey is to be able to stand in the gap for vulnerable populations and our youth who don't always know or understand way, what may be in front of them or that they do and they need some resources is one of those places that for me, I've always believed I needed to step into. And so um, just being that kind of person, as we move back to California and we're um, playing on a softball team with one of our good friends, um, she also had four children. And uh, one of her kids at the age of 17 was hanging out with a bunch of other high schoolers in our small suburb of Sacramento. And unfortunately, a trafficker befriended that group of kids. And so they were socializing and he got to know all of them and figure out who was most vulnerable in the crowd, really. Um, And when he figured it was my friend's daughter, he offered to take all of them home. And then he didn't take my friend's daughter home. And unfortunately, he sold her online on Craigslist. And she was trafficked um, before she was recovered by law enforcement. Um, and it was, it was, you know, obviously very shocking um, to not only my friend, but to our small community 
it was also um, un- unraveling for us. And, and I remember reflecting back in that moment about what had happened in China and thinking to myself that I didn't know what this was called, that law enforcement was calling it human trafficking to my friend, but I just couldn't, it, to me, it broke my heart. And as someone who stands in that gap for kids and <clears throat> has done that her whole life, I felt like, you know, I need to be able to do something. And I was in a career of marketing communications um, in for high-tech companies in Silicon Valley for years and a consulting um, fashion also for marketing communications and really stepped out of that in order to start the nonprofit back in 2010. So myself and my friend and two others co-founded um, the nonprofit. And the whole focus from the very beginning was about prevention. And so that's really how I began and my journey to anti-trafficking work and really being um, looking at how can we provide solutions really started. Absolutely. So that's what inspired you to create Three Strands Global Foundation. That's the name of your nonprofit. And on top of it, you were integral in the development of the global anti-trafficking training and um, curriculum called Protect. And now it's live in nine states and in several countries. Can you talk about this Protect program? Because it's for school, it's for teachers and students. Yes. Yeah. No, thanks, Lena, for asking about that. So um, our our whole focus is prevention. And and when I talk about three strands focusing on prevention, we focus on prevention through three different areas. We call them our three E's, um, education, engagement, and employment. So I'll I'll briefly talk about each one, but you focused in on the education. So we not only have a K-12 curriculum for students um, and also training for all staff um, at a school campus and even counselors and nurses, but we also do training of corporations as well as social services and law enforcement um, and other NGOs too, because we feel like there is the center is the vulnerable person, then how do we make sure we educate all around to make sure that they can get resources or they can actually get to a place where they can get what they need um, to be able to thrive. So specifically our PROTECT program, we launched in 2015, at the end of 2015, with two other nonprofits. And what you'll find about Three Strands Global Foundation is that we are very collaborative in nature. We feel like it's really important that we can't by ourselves solve this problem of trafficking on, on our own. So with Love Never Fails and Frederick Douglass Family Initiatives, we came together to build Protect. And it's really a four-pronged approach for schools um, and communities. It's the first to set a protocol, make sure that a protocol is really developed well. And we've done thousands of protocols at Three Strands. Then we make sure that training happens for everyone, um, that they understand not only what human trafficking is, but what trauma-informed care looks like, what are red flags, what are protective factors to keep our vulnerable safe. Um, And then we do um, the next component, which is the curriculum for schools particularly. So we have a K-3, a 4-6, Um, a 7, 8, a 9, 10, and 11, 12. So five different curricula. And then the last prong of the four-pronged approach is data. Um, I am really a data junkie. (laughs) Um, To me, data is really important, both quantitative and qualitative. 
that we are measuring to make sure that we actually are having an impact because if not, then we need to iterate, we need to make an adjustment. So that's the last prong of the PROTECT program, but it is in, across the United States, it's a national program and um, super excited about the outcomes that we have been seeing um, in all of the different states that we're working in. That's awesome. Would you be open, Ashley, to um, identify a few red flags for people who are mm. being groomed for sex trafficking or actually the victims human trafficking? So people would create awareness so we would know and uh, vigilant and know that it's a red flag. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for asking that question because I really appreciate that. So we have um, a lot of different, we actually have a protect tip card that not only is for teachers, but also one for students so they can understand the red flags. But one of the red flags that we tell our teachers um, after we've designed the protocol, right? So that the protocol is there, they know what to do if they see something in one of these red flags. But one of them might be that you have a student in your classroom and that student um, has been a very active student, com- you know, conversing and answering questions, but all of a sudden seems withdrawn and seems to have not interacted with their friends that they normally would have interacted with, uh, maybe checking their cell phone really frequently. In fact, maybe even another red flag on top of that is they have two cell phones for the first time that you're noticing. Um, another thing that you may notice is that they seem to have changed their, um, their dress or their attire. Potentially, they have um, very uh, flashy, um, whether that's a purse, if it's a young woman, or if it's a man, maybe something about, you know, shoes that are really, um, you know, Jordan shoes or something that's out of the ordinary that you may not have seen before. Um, That's another red flag. Um, So those are just three off the top of my head. But, you know, I think what, what traffickers... Um, want to do to build their business is that they want to make it so that the um, victim is isolated, right? So that that they are attached to them. And when we often call it that they're caging the mind, right? The grooming process is really caging that person's mind to be dependent in every way on the trafficker. And so anything that would indicate whether it's a lack of eye contact is another red flag, Um, nervousness around security or law enforcement, um, dubious of them, that's another red flag. But just any of those things that, that, and then the last, and I think for, for anyone, most important is if you feel in your gut that something's not right, then it's probably not right. Um, And you can call the national trafficking hotline, you can text them. Um, and I can actually, at the end of this, give those to you, to everybody who's listening too, but, but really to trust your inner voice is what we talk about, right? Trust your gut that if something isn't right, whether youth that are listening or you're an adult, um, then you can report it. This is very good that you pointed out. I always say now that you know the red flags and obviously just because it's a red flag, it might not be human trafficking situation, but like you said, it could be. So don't dismiss anything. If you have that gut feeling, just be vigilant. Ask more questions. If you see um, there is immediate danger, call human trafficking hotline, or you can call 911 or your local police services, and you might save someone's life. Yeah, absolutely. And, and there are so many different examples that I could share with you in not only through our protect program, our prevention education program, but also our employee plus empower program where um, somebody, a bystander, right, became an upstander. 
We talk about that a lot. How can you be an upstander instead of a bystander? Um, because if you see something suspicious, then be the upstander, right? We should not be bystanders when we see injustice. I literally have like goosebumps all over my body. We we have to be upstanders. I never heard this word too, but I'm writing yeah. it down. I gotta Google that, but I know that's who I want to be because this is not okay. We have to protect the vulnerable. We have to protect people who are so innocent, like our kids, you know, especially like in this time. And I'm looking at my family. I cannot give them everything, but I love them and I take care of them and I protect them and I want to save them. So if I see somebody else child and I know this is human trafficking situation, no way as a mom, as a human being, as a woman, I would allow somebody take somebody else's child. And knowing mm-hmm. through what I went through, I'll do anything. But you know what? I know that sometimes it's danger and sometimes it's stopping us. And that's why you don't have to risk your life, but you can do and be the upstander. Yeah. Yeah. And that's actually what we say in our curriculum is that, you know, be the upstander because who knows when you'll be on a jury that is a human trafficking case that you need to understand what that is. And you're the upstander to say this person must be held accountable for their actions because they have trafficked someone. Right. And that's one example. Or that you're the upstander. Again, super important, Lena, that you said, don't put yourself in harm's way. That is designated for law enforcement and victim advocates who know and who are trained to be able to do that. But you can be the phone call to the National Trafficking Hotline. You can be the text to the trafficking hotline. Those are being an upstander. That is stepping in. It's it's making sure that you're in the gap for that person. So 100%. That's awesome. Thank you so much for for giving us this information. And I've learned something new. Being trafficked can cause severe trauma and survivors often need intensive specialized services and support to rebuild their lives. I partner up here in Canada with Fight for Freedom. They provide survivor care programs, therapy, counseling, housing support and life skills building, as well as raising awareness on human trafficking through community education programs. When I learned about you, I was thinking, this is amazing because you're teaching any teachers, any parents, and and the kids, because the kids come and talk to their parents, and they come talk to their friends too. I Mm -hmm. actually wrote a book, and I was thinking to give it to my daughter. And I talked to my husband because it's about trafficking. But before that, I had the conversation with my daughter because she kept asking me since she was 11 to read my book. And I said to her, I think it's a time. Do you know anything about human trafficking? She said to me, mom, you know what? The fight for freedom already been in my school last year. I was like, what? So you know this? She's like, yes, mom. And you know what happened? Me and my friend was going home from school and this guy was talking to us and I was keep pushing my friend saying to her like, this is not okay. Something is wrong, you know, but my kid very suspicious, you know, maybe like I, I put my baggage on her to make sure a little bit too much. <laughs> you know what? I rather be safe than sorry because- yeah. 
sometimes like the kids are so innocent and how you told the story in the beginning it just breaks my heart because they are vulnerable they don't understand that it's so much evil in the world because they taken care of they are loved and home so they don't even think about the fact that somebody can abduct them and sell them as a commodity because this is not even gets into their mind that this is possible and um, first of all like it breaks my heart that this has happened to your friend daughter but thanks god that um she's been rescued because it's it's could turn out very very different but i'm so grateful for organizations like yours because you guys creating awareness and that's huge step you actually said in your forum and i just want to read that as well because it's really impacted me you said prevention is the vital solution to combat the crime of human trafficking prevention equals hope for us and those we serve we do have to take care of survivor but you know what when you create prevention it's gonna give that light bulb so we don't even go into that situation you know if we would see traffickers or predators with the horns and evil we would see that but in these days it's camouflaged and yeah. they are nice looking people yeah. i don't know if you know my story but woman who sold me she was mm-hmm. nice rich looking lady and she cared for me she mm-hmm. cared for me i felt wonderful and safe until mm-hmm. up in a foreign country she lived yeah affect me so that's what prevention does and i'm so grateful for you and your organization well and lena if i can just for a second i i'm i'm so grateful you just said that because you know um one of the things that three strands we talk about often is that this is not the movie taken right it's it's really someone who's going to exploit or traffic somebody else is looking for first of all someone who's vulnerable and then second they're they're looking for someone that they know or that is acquaintance right they're looking for someone that they can or they can get to know online over a time it's not someone who just is in a white van and you know grab someone that's that's not trafficking trafficking is um grooming and grooming takes time and it makes so that you trust someone to your point and the someone doesn't look scary right someone looks very approachable um this nickmic actually shared their statistics there were 21.7 million um calls to the national trafficking or to the uh, national center for missing and exploited children in 2020 and in 2019 there were 16.9 So it tells you that you know exploitation is on the rise trafficking didn't stop with covid but people they they build relationships and then they start exploiting and trafficking people because then they they have what that piece i said they're caging the mind that is that dependence and they want you to be dependent on them wow i i appreciate the phrase saying cage in the mind and um exactly some people like think that um the trafficker use violence and force and that would be really visible that would create huge red flag you know because we understand that it's wrong but cage in the mind oh my goodness guys i hope you hear that if you have someone around you that um like ashley said earlier change their behavior it's number one red flag just ask those questions I would like actually talk about 
you expanded three strengths program included direct services program called employee and empower like you said earlier but what's cool about that this program it's actually placed over 450 survivors and at-risk youth in sustainable jobs in the past four years how awesome is that that is amazing Oh, thank you so much. It brings me such joy. I mean, really, it just our whole team is exceptional. They truly are our social workers, our case managers, our workforce development specialist. Our Employee Plus Empower program is serving um, our our survivors in the most um, transformative way. And it's our survivor's path, right? They're the ones who choose. They're the ones who are empowered to do what job they want, the choices that we give them in that they find themselves sometimes. Um, And then they also potentially could choose an education path. So this program is very unique in that um, we believe that that social workers and case managers are vital to the journey um, to thrive. And so as a survivor or at-risk um, individual enters the program, they, they have different assessments, um, but we make sure that their basic needs are met, right? Do they have somewhere to live? Do they have food? Do they have transportation? Do they have childcare if they have children? Do they have their driver's license? All of those things that they need to be able to have. Then once they're, they're stable, then we can start to have those dream conversations. What would you like to do, right? You know, if you have been someone who's a survivor and been exploited, um, you know, what did you think before that you wanted to be able to do? Was it to go back to school and be a social worker yourself? Was it to be a doctor? Was it to be, you know, a tower climber? Was it, you know, what does it, someone in construction or welding or electronics, high tech? Um, and we walked through that path. And then we also train the employers to make sure that the employer understands what trauma is so that they have a great um, um, trauma-informed language and voice and action and reaction. Um, And the importance of that is incredibly key. So as we work with them, we were, one of our um, partners said to us, don't out survivors. And I loved that our partner told us that. So we opened it to those at risk of being trafficked as well as survivors, because that way an employer doesn't know. And that person has the, um, the power to tell their story or not if they want to, right? And they are an employee who's been chosen to go and work for whatever they've interviewed for, but it's super important that they own their story. It's all, you know, that's for them, nobody else. Um, and so employers just understanding trauma helps them to be able to serve the employee well. That is amazing because it's such a vital key to thriving because it's not enough just to rescue and rehabilitate survivor. Even those kids get risk, you know, because they at risk because of the situation already happening at home or what's going on around them or some trauma or even like sometimes like substance abuse, whatever, like they're using to cope with their trauma. But very interesting that without that next step, they kind of default mode. It's what we know. And I know what you're talking about because this is what happened to me. It took me back and forward almost 20 years until somebody asked me, what is your dream? You know, and that's another part that I didn't know I was going to be alive 
I that's mm. why I never really have like any dreams and hopes. So mm. when I just come out and from trafficking situation and from drug abuse, and I was clean and I was trying to be normal and I'm doing quotation marks and I believe normal is people who work from nine to five and I literally never live in the daytime. So it was very awkward. I was socially unfit. I couldn't communicate clearly. It took me lots of time through therapy, counseling, through a different support, actually, to fit into the society as, as normal, again, education, because now my normal completely different than nine to five, because I'm still don't fit in the box. And I'm <laughs> entrepreneur, and I'm, I'm free spirit and all this stuff. So my normal, it's for me, my normal, but that time, I have people like, honestly, who taught me how to dress for interview, how to speak properly, how to tone my volume down, how much to speak. It took me guys like 15 years. So, okay, that's, that's not, <laughs> not going to be happening overnight. But if you just coming out, if you have this opportunity, reach out. There are people who help you, support yeah. you. Honestly, we're going to talk um, with Ashley how you can find them online and per- partner up because honestly, there is people who are going to love you. doesn't matter like what your story is, doesn't matter where you come from, you mm-hmm. are not broken. You know, we all have trauma and we all need help. So yeah. there is hope. And it took me, I kid you not, now I've been like 16 clear years when I'm, I'm clean and I'm working on my mindset, on my body, mind, and soul. And only last fall, I actually felt like myself. So it's oh, took wow. all these years there. But guess what? You don't have a due day on healing. And you will find your path. You're going to still live and love and have passion after everything you've seen and done. And yeah. There's help for you. If you want to come out, get out. And I hope and pray that if you in captivity, just find a way to reach out. Hotlines, 911, find one person and you're going to be rescued, protected and saved. And honestly, because I do believe in that. Yeah. And Lena, you know what I was going to say that when, um, when recovery happens and a survivor Um, is going on that journey. One of the things that survivors shared with us um, for the first time, gosh, probably back in 2013 was the greatest thing you can do for me. It was an individual survivor specifically I'm thinking of um, now that I have been um, through this recovery um, is to find me a job. That was what they said. And so as we in, you know, put together in Sacramento and San Francisco and now beyond this Employee Plus Empower program, it was all about how do we make sure, to your point, that we are putting, we, are, we have the ability to have survivors make choices for themselves that create the pathway for themselves, that they dream what they want to dream so that they're in the space of thriving um, and they themselves own it because it's them, they're, they're the ones who've done it, right? And absolutely. And what that does to go after your own dreams, especially after 
uh, after trauma. And I'm not only talking about human trafficking, but in general with trauma, when you have tons of guilt, shame and condemnation, and then you somebody asks like, what is your dream? Oh my goodness, I literally have goosebumps because honestly, then you can see it's not like you're gonna draw worth and value from what you do but it's gonna create dignity oh i can buy my own toothpaste or i can afford my own place i remember i got my first job in canada wonderland you know and i hate it but i took it only because i like rides and i thought it's gonna be fun and i knew that my childhood was stolen from me so i was like a kid and like 23 years old and i loved it i loved the ride <laughs> but i hated job you know why because i made like thousands of dollars i spent mm. like thirty thousand dollars on drugs in one month it was so hard for me to submit to mm. this but because i decide to be clean i want to get out i i had the opportunity and i had people staying by me who always encouraged me I rent my first apartment. I was so proud that I did it something first time for myself, by myself. Nobody owned this. Nobody owned me. I did it. And I'm so grateful that I have this opportunity. Then literally he helped me to get into government credit school and I became a hairstylist. So I've been a hairstylist for 12 years. So now when I was like career oriented, I know I have a goal I literally, my past just become further and further away, but it was amazing transformation. So it is possible to rehab and your body and your mind and lean on people who gonna support and just trust, trust like it's the biggest issues. But that's why I want to I wanna share your story and what you're doing an organization like yours so people know that you are trustworthy and partner up with you and doesn't matter if you are survivor and you want to help or you are a person who think you know what i want to be part of this movement i want to support these women i want to partner up with three strands or with ashley bright i heard that on lena's podcast guys we cannot help everybody but everybody can help somebody so be that somebody who can help somebody you know and that's it's just beautiful. So on that note, what can we do to help? How we yeah. can partner up with you? Yeah, no, thank you so much for asking that. So I would encourage all who are listening to go to our three strands global foundation.org website. And it's not the number three, not T-H-R-E-E, but the number three strands global foundation.org or three S-G-F. Um, you'll find not only information about what we do for the PROTECT program, as well as the other educational community education programs we do, also Employ Plus Empower information is about that. You'll also see, which I really appreciate on our website, is what are the myths, right? What's the fact versus fiction? Um, and I really think that that's very important because in this movement, there has been over time definitely a number of fiction sort of um, and or myths that I would say that've been propagated and really important if you want to be in this movement that you are understanding what human trafficking really is and what it is not and because it doesn't do any good for our survivors and those who 
um, are exploited um, and trafficked for us to continue to put myths that are out there. So that's on our website as well. Um, and then also, if you're in the telecommunications industry and you happen to be listening, we have a Tate initiative. It's called the Telecommunications Against trafficking and exploitation, and you can be RAN certified, recognize and notify. So um, that also you can find on our website. The other thing is I'm going to give the national trafficking hotline. And this is something I encourage if you're listening right now, pull out your phone and make sure you put this hotline in your phone in this text. So the hotline number is 1-888-373-7888. I'll say it again. The hotline, this is the National Trafficking Hotline. It's 1-888-373-7888. So you can call that number or you can text be free um, to 23733. And that is to text 23733. So either one of those work. And that's another resource to be able to use. Um, The other thing that I would say is that you know, one of the things Lena said earlier, I think is so important is, you know, this is a heinous and a a global crime, right? I mean, there are more than 25 million um, victims of human trafficking in the world. In the United States, our data is very um, gray. There's not a lot of studies across, you know, federally, but there are a number of different studies that have been done in different regions that show that there are a number of uh, victims across the U.S., And it can be overwhelming sometimes to think, what can I do? Who am I to do something? But if you align yourself with a nonprofit that you believe um, in what they're focused in on, right? They may be focused. We talk in the movement about four Ps. We talk about prevention. We talk about prosecution. We talk about partnerships. And we talk about protection. So one of those four Ps you can zero in on. You can say prevention is what I want to focus in on. I'll connect with three strands. Protection is what I want to focus in on. I'll focus in on an uh, agency that does um, recovery and restoration. Right. So you can align with a nonprofit that is in um, the in the world already doing great work. So I would tell you to do that and and just take one bite of the elephant at a time. I know that's a weird kind of expression, but, you know, it's it's the whole it is a big crime and it's a lot to look at um, and and educate yourself so that you understand. Go to the Three Strands website or our Facebook page. Um, and our LinkedIn or Twitter and all those things. And you can understand more about this um, and what it really is and what it isn't. But I, those are just some of the things I would say. That's awesome. And thank you so much for breaking this down because sometimes it feels so overwhelming. I want to help um, fight human trafficking, but it's so broad and so overwhelming. And sometimes that fear and burden just make us just close up and just do not move, you know, but just do something little bit, wherever you can with what you have, you know, mm. if God move your heart to write tons of zero on the check and you able to, God bless you. But if you just want to participate, pray, donate, create awareness, that is stuff like all of us can do, you know, right. post, um, this podcast or call someone and say, you know what? I know that your daughter feels this way. Listen to this podcast. It's that sounds like something like that. You know what I mean? Those things like all of us can do. And you mentioned the trafficking myth. Is there one common myth about human trafficking that you want to debunk? Yeah. Oh my goodness. Yeah. So 
You know, one of the things that people often um, say is it doesn't happen to boys, right? It only happens to girls. So I would, the myth is that it happens to boys and girls or men and women um, and our transgender youth and adults are most at risk. Our black and brown, um, you know, girls and boys are at risk. So, you know, really important for us to understand the preponderance of who this victim is in the in the United States and even around the globe, um, because I think the myth is that it has this certain look um, um, in order to raise funds and to be able to, you know, sort of shock and awe value. And that's not right. Um, it is really about that, um, you know, can happen to anyone, but in particular, our most vulnerable are the ones that traffickers target. Thank you so much for that, because we do have lots of misconceptions. So guys, honestly, go to Ashley's website and just educate yourself and then you can share and then you can create awareness, you know, for yourself and others. And you actually have amazing giveaway for the listeners. Yes, I do. So, and Lena will tell us who this goes to, but we have a survivor made bracelet um, that we are happy to be able to give to whomever you choose. Um, and we will ship that to you and just know that it has been made by someone who um, just understands their value and worth and understands that they are on a journey to thrive. And so um, wear it with pride and know that that is our gift to you. That's awesome. All right, guys. And um, before I let you go, Ashley, I would like to ask you my signature question. What does love and to be loved means to you? Mm. So for me, um, I think that unconditionally, without any strings attached, being loved um, is, um, is so important because there's so many conditions, especially when we think about trafficking that are put on our survivors. And so to be loved means that it's unconditional, that there is there are no strings attached, right? There are no things that you must do, that it is um, given freely. That is, um, and beloved is to really, and uh, what I believe is to be, to feel that, right? So you shared earlier, Lena, that I think was incredibly important, that in that place of transformation, you went from, maybe having lots of money, spending it on drugs in the places that weren't, wasn't helping you thrive to a place that was tough, but you were beloved in that place. And you truly understood and were on the pathway to understanding how to love yourself. And when we love ourselves and we're beloved, and that makes a huge difference um, in our, in our thriving and our perspective too. That is beautiful. Any final thoughts, Ashley? Oh my gosh, I'm just so grateful for this time with you. This has just been so wonderful. Thank you for who you are. Thank you for, you know, for me, time is so valuable. Um, and so just thank you for spending it with me. I really appreciate it. I appreciate um, your podcast and we will put this out on our social channel too, to be able to share. Thank you for your time. Thank you. Honestly, all I feel like I want to say so many things, but like back at you, girl, because <laughs> honestly, I love to partner up with people like you. You do so much for the world and community. God bless you and, mm -hmm. and your hands and, and your feet and your minds and people who are around you guys. You do an amazing job. And I just have so much gratitude as a survivor myself. I always think about the fact 
I wish I knew you then. I wish I could find the way, but I'm so grateful the way it happened to me because it's a blessing for me to be alive and well and actually yeah. have like clear mind and healthy body and healthy children. So honestly, I don't regret anything and I'm so blessed, but I'm so grateful that right now I have an opportunity to share your stories and and what your organization and nonprofit does for the world because there's someone who's struggling right now there's so many people who are still in turmoil so through this podcast i want people to hear that there is hope from my side and i want them to hear that there's help and hope from your side and i hope and pray it's gonna reach someone and guys if you hear this and you think i know that someone or i'm that someone please please go to ashley's website or reach out to her i will post and show notes everything that we mentioned today i will post the hotline as well so even if you suspect something honestly just don't dismiss anything that little suspicious that God feeling that Asha was talking about just go for it you don't have to be involved and actually those hotlines are confidential so they're not gonna anonymous Mm -hmm. Anonymous. Anonymous. that's the right word so anonymous they're not gonna look for you they're not gonna investigate you they're not even gonna know that you just called so that's an amazing part and I just find out this because I didn't know that I hope and pray that it give you that extra nudge to do that right thing. Be a little bit more bold and courageous to mm. take that action because we have to take action. If you see something, you have to be upstander. That's my yes. Be upstander, not bystander. <laughs> please, please, please. Yeah. Thank you, Ashley, so much for being our guest today. So much inside. I really appreciate you sharing with us today. And guys, it's Ashley Bryant, and she's innovator, leader, social entrepreneur, and advocate for children around the globe. And she believes in the power of human spirit and the ability for anyone to thrive and to achieve. And again, don't hesitate to reach out to Ashley. I will post in show notes links to everything was mentioned today. And stay tuned for another edition of Love and Beloved. Thank you so much for listening. And thank you, Ashley. So grateful for you and your time. Thank you so much, Lena. And I'm I'm just so excited about this friendship. Thank you so much for your time. Beautiful. And remember, you are never alone. You are loved. You are God's treasure, precious and priceless to Him. Thank you for listening to Love and Be Loved. If you have any questions about what you heard today, visit lovedandbeloved.com. It's love and the letter B with no E, loved.com. Please be sure to subscribe, rate, and share the show. This podcast is made possible by listeners like you. Thank you for your support. If you'd like to connect, we would love to hear from you. So send a quick note to lenasabula at gmail.com. Stay healthy, stay safe, love, and be loved.